Welcome back to Good News. Today's top story. Domino's is introducing molten chocolate lava cakes and 32-piece oven-baked Parmesan bread bites to their mix-and-match deal for $5.99 each when you carry out. In other delightful news, Jessica Marino's sleepover is having Domino's for dinner. <laughs> carry out two or more mix-and-match items for $5.99 each, only at Domino's. Ask for this carry-out offer. Prices, participation, and charges may vary. Two-item minimum bread bowl, pasta, and pan pizza will cost extra. Local stores may charge extra for some menu items, crust types, toppings, and sauces. <laughs> yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, friends? And welcome to the Ball and Buds Podcast. I am your host, Omar Fonseca, and as always, thank you for tuning in. This week on the Ball and Buds Podcast, I am going to chop it up with you, my family. Yes, we are going to kick it back or kickback, rather, <laughs> we're going to kick back and chop it up on the latest sports and entertainment news. So I'm very excited this weekend. Yes, 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 this weekend indeed is the weekend that the 703 boys will be coming to Nashville. 703 is invading the 615, and it is going to be absolutely amazing. Woo! Let me get that Ric Flair. Yes, it is going to be so much fun. Our fantasy football draft out here this weekend, so the 703 crew that are all my really good friends from growing up back in elementary and middle school and we all have a fantasy football league that we've had for like 20 years now, I believe. It's No, not 20. I've been playing fantasy for 20. When did we start this? Shit. Been like 15 years, I believe. Anyway, it's been a long-ass time. But we go to a different city every year. Someone hosts. Or we go to somewhere like, well, we haven't been to Vegas yet, but went to Atlantic City. We do plan on going to Vegas. But anyways, this year is my year to host, as I have previously mentioned. So this is the weekend. People start to arrive on Wednesday. There are 12 people in the league. Ten will be coming in. We got two doing it via video. Happen. So uh, that's the world we live in these days. It's all good. We're still going to have a motherfucking blast. <laughs> But, and then on top of that, so on top of the 10 that will be here live, we're also going to have, uh, I don't want to say outside friends because they're friends too, but they don't play in the league, but they're going to be coming, just friends of the crew that are that just want to come out just to visit Nashville and just hang out with the rest of us because the draft's only going to be four hours and the rest of the time we're just going to be partying the whole weekend. So make sure you catch up with us. Make sure you hit me up on the celly if you got my number. If not, well, that's too bad. You're not getting it on here. Uh, <laughs> or hit me up in my DMs, whatever. But first, you know how we like to start here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's Overture. So let's kick this bad boy off. Get over here. But it's going to be a blast. Some people start to come in Wednesday, but the majority of people come in Thursday, and then people also come in Friday. No one is coming in Saturday that I believe, and so Friday, well, Wednesday is just going to be more of a chill day, waiting for everybody to get in. Thursday, people are going to start getting in. We're going to go out that night, so catch us on 
Broadway or somewhere down there. Friday, we have a party bus scheduled, so we are going to be like the uh, like the Bachelorette Woo girls, but we're going to be the Fantasy Woo guys. Uh, so hit that Ric Flair again. Ah, uh, anyways, I love Rick Flair. Sorry. Uh, shout out, Rick. We love you here at the Ball and Buds podcast. So, yeah, so we're going to do the what, party bus. So it's like two hours riding around in a little bus, drinking and shit, whatever. It's going to be fun. And then after that, we're going to that night, we're going to the uh, Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle show. So that is going to be fucking amazing. We got great tickets to that. Remember, Joe, Dave, if you want to holler at me, I know y'all probably going to be in town uh, maybe the night before or even that day, holla at your boy. Smoke weed every day. I literally live two blocks from the arena, and I got the finest Chiba. And you all are uh, more than welcome to stop by. Sample some of the finest of the of the Nashville green. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Nashville green. That shit comes from Cali anyway. <laughs> no, but hit me up. We should definitely smoke a joint before the show. That'd be awesome. Uh, we're going to go to that show, and that's going to be amazing. Nothing. Oh, but one thing we found out today is they hit us with the testing. And so I'm fine with it, right? So they want everybody to get tested uh, 48 hours prior to the show, show clean testing, which I'm cool with because, you know, it's a big arena. You're going to have people laughing, shouting, doing all this stuff. One person has COVID that could cause an outbreak. So it makes sense, whatever. Don't, the part I don't understand is that they're charging for it. Like, if you're going to make us do it, you at least pay for it. Like, geez, Louise, come on. Y'all making a grip off of tickets on this show anyways. And it shouldn't have to come out of the artist's pocket anyways. It should just come straight. I mean, whatever. They're giving free ones down the street in the parking lot by Nissan Stadium. They were giving free ones every day for a year. Why the fuck are they charging over here? I could have get one for free down the street. I mean, I don't know if that place is still open. I got to go check tomorrow because I might just go get mine there. I mean, I'm going to check if it's open tomorrow. Actually, now I think about it because me and my boys can go there instead. It's free. Nissan Stadium, they had the, they had the joint. You could just go there and sign up. And it came back the next day too. Very quick. Very efficient. But anyways, yeah, so we're gonna, uh, so we got that. I'm still gonna go to the show. I don't care. I'm gonna get my test and I'm gonna show up happy and laughing. Message. Sad, sad, sad news to report. Cue the violins, Omar. Oh wait, that's me. Cue the violins, big dummy. <laughs> Joe, uh, I know you're already feeling better. We saw your Instagram post, but hoping that you fully recover. I'm going to put that out there first. But Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle were supposed to have a show here in Nashville on Friday night that we had tickets to. So excited. All my boys are coming to town uh, for, not for that, but we were going to involve that in our trip. So that was going to be awesome. Unfortunately, it sucks. Joe came down with uh, COVID. And hope you get well, brother. Uh, but anyway, he came down with COVID, so not able to do the show on Friday, so they had to postpone the show, and it is rescheduled for October 24th, which sucks because it's a Sunday, so even if people wanted to come back out, like some people still may, uh, I don't know who, I can think of a couple that might if they wanted to make it like a weekend, uh, but most people, because it's a Sunday, they have to work the next day, might not come back out, so that might suck because obviously my boys paid for tickets and they don't live here, so hopefully if they don't plan on coming back, then hopefully they're able to get a refund and if not, then obviously uh, anybody here in the Sobro or anybody here in Nashville that wants to go, um, I may I may have some I'm, I may have some extra tickets if they don't get a refund. So uh, if you want to go to that show, 
hit me up here in about uh, a couple weeks, and I'll see how many I have, if anybody got refunds or whatever. Um, actually, I'll just give you an update on the next episode here in a couple weeks. Cool. And then Saturday, we have our fantasy draft, which we're going to do here at the apartment. I have reserved the banquet room down there. So it's a nice little like party room. We're going to have our own setup, kitchen, TV, all that good stuff, which will be on the 10th floor, which will be right next to the pool. So right after that, we can go out to the rooftop pool, chill out there at the rooftop pool, which Labor Day weekend is considered the last weekend of the summer in Nashville, even though it's still popping all winter anyways. But the pools are the most packed uh, at the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer. So this weekend, Labor Day weekend, especially at the pools here in Nashville, are freaking crazy, like Las Vegas pool parties. So it's going to be amazing. Well, maybe not Maybe not Vegas. <laughs> Been to a couple of those, let me tell you. Anyways, moving on. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, as they say. And that is a true damn statement. Um yeah, Shane, a little Shane, who is was the first one to get into town last night. Uh, he came into town first. He's staying here with me. We went out last night, had a good time on Broadway. We hit up Kid Rocks. Shout out to Jessie. She is the best. Love you, girl. Uh, she lives here, so she's my neighbor, but she also is the bartender there. And so uh, we went and saw her, and that was good fun. Then we also went to Whiskey Row and chilled there for a little bit and then came back home. But what I'm, why I bring him up is because me and him uh, went, were the ones to go to my first Vegas pool party. So he can tell you as well what happens there. Ain't that right, little thing? Uh, he's actually uh, nodding at me if you, if you believe me. Uh, and if you don't, I don't care. Fuck you. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was I saying? Damn, I'm high. Hold on. I'm trying to go all <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then after that, we're just going to go out again probably that night. And then Sunday, people are going to be leaving early Sunday morning. These fools, I don't know why. They're weird. They like to get early morning flights out when we do this kind of thing. So they leave at like 6 a.m., which makes no sense to me. There would be no way I would want to wake up and catch a flight that early in the morning after drinking the day before. Fuck that. But whatever. That's on them. Not me. I get to sleep in. Anyways, uh, so yeah, it's going to be amazing. And so we'll get into all that. And I'll get into some, uh, talk about some fantasy. We're going to touch on the Cam Newton, Mac Jones situation. We will also touch on that high school football situation, Bishop Sycamore, that played on ESPN TV. We'll get into a, a little bit about that. And then we'll also get into some tennis as well. I am well varied here on the Ball and Buds podcast, my friends. You know me. I am a sports expert, every single sport. I'd talk to you about some badminton if you want. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so we stay varied on here, right? I give you some tennis. I give you some, uh, you know, I don't always got to be football and basketball and baseball, although those... You know, I love those sport hockey. I love, the, you know, I love all those sports. I love the big four. But, you know, sometimes we got to talk about the other sports as well. They are just as important and just as fun to watch. So, anyways, we're getting to Djokovic because he's actually going for the calendar Grand Slam. He missed out on the Olympic medal, but he's going for the calendar Grand Slam. So, we'll talk about that as well. Also, the controversy between Andy Murray and, um, damn. Stefanos Sissipas. I practiced it earlier. Sorry for butchering your name, my friend. Stefano, Stefanos or Stefanos? 
Sissipas. I know his last name is Sissipas because I practice that shit. Sissipas. Uh, anyways, we'll get into that controversy, the bathroom controversy. And then I'll finish you off with some 703 boys. And now, without further ado. Yo, yo, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Ah, it's me. It's me. It's just me, y'all. It's Omar. You know who it is. Street professor in the house. What, what? Anyways, let's get this party started, shall we? So speaking of fantasy, yes, we have our fantasy draft this weekend. So I am not going to get into my whole strategy because obviously that would not be pertinent when I have competitors that listen to the podcast. But what I will advise the fantasy football community out there is to just stick to your gut. I've had too many people asking me questions, texting me and calling me and asking me fantasy questions about this and that. I just want y'all to trust your gut. You know what I'm saying? Just trust it. If you've been playing fantasy a while, you know then. You know how to play. Trust yourself. I've been playing fantasy for 20 years now, over 20 years now. And so I trust myself, right? I know I draft well. I make good pickups during the season. I try not to trade, but then I end up making stupid trades anyway sometimes, which is why I try not to trade, which is why I used to never trade, which is why I'm going back to not trading because I made stupid trades the past few years trying to be all cute and crazy. And nah, man, fuck. It always fucks me in the end. So anyways, trust yourself though. You know what I'm saying? Pick the players you need. Don't stick to any strategy that anyone tells you. While I do not advise picking a quarterback in the first round, whatever to you, um, I also do advise trying to get one of those elite running backs if possible because the drop-off after that first tier, second tier is pretty pretty crucial this year, shall we say. <laughs> that drop-off in running backs is pretty bad. Uh, wide receivers, you can get wide receivers throughout. It's a deep wide receiver draft. So possibly could you could be thinking zero wide receiver even. I do not plan on thinking that way. I don't like thinking zero anything. But there are a lot of people out there that do vouch for the zero running back, zero wide receiver strategy, which I can see the running back. This year, I can see the zero running back because of that drop off. Because if you don't get one of those top two tiers, then you're going to want to fade that. You're going to want to fade the running back position until the later rounds anyways. So I guess it all depends on where you end up in the draft, right? Like I'm manifesting my pick number three. I think I had number like five and four and six the past few years. I don't... I don't like that pick. My my picks I like, I'll tell you which picks I like. I like number one. Obviously, everybody likes number one. The only problem with number one is you got to wait so long for it to come around. But you do get two elite players. So then as long as you're good at drafting like I am, then you can round out your roster pretty well. That being said, I like three because I get my choice in players this year. Um, and then also I don't have to make that dreaded decision between uh, Cook, who I don't want to pick anyways because he's injury prone, and uh, McAf- and Mc- McAfee, Pat McAfee, McCaffrey. What up? Shout out, Pat. Shout out, McAfee. Great announcer. He's doing an amazing job. He's made for that. Um, uh, McCaffrey, excuse me. I mean, I'll pick him if I if I have the number one pick. I'm going to pick him, but I'd rather have the number three and have my choice of players there. Anyways, after that, uh, four is cool. Five is cool. I don't like anything below five because really there, the drop-off is just uh, drop-off from the that first tier of players is just just a little, uh, I don't know. I just don't like it too much. It's just too much, too much. Anyways, <laughs> um, and then 
11 and 12, obviously, 11 and 12 on the back end. If you get those, those are cool too because you can always get, well, if you're number 12, you get the double picks in a row just like the number one, and then 11 isn't too bad either. So I am manifesting that number three pick this year. But uh, any of those picks, if you get them, you should be happy with them. And any of the picks you get, as long as you draft well, you should be fine, my friends. The tight end position, you're going to want to either get one of those top three tight ends, and if you can't, which it's going to cost you a first or second round pick for all three of those guys, then uh, it's going to cost you a first round pick for Kelsey and maybe maybe a second round. If you if you got smart people in your league like I do, you might get him to drop to the second round, but I don't know. That might not even happen in my league, to be honest. <laughs> But uh, I, definitely the other two are going to be gone within the second round. So if you don't get one of those three, got to fade that position for a little bit. You can find some lower-tier guys that you can stream and do some other things with. There's some sleepers there as well. Defenses, I am not an advocate for picking a defense at all unless one of the really, really good ones slips to you in the uh, last round or the second-to-last round. Like, let's say you're in the second to last round and the number one defense is still there and your team is filled out, then okay, fine. But if not, other than that, you would wait till the last round. And even then, um, I'm more about, I'm more about just saying, fuck it. and filling out my roster with running backs and receivers and just streaming defenses, to be completely honest, because the, the, the discrepancy between the top defense and the like 10th and 12th defense is like, Two, two or three points a game, if that. So it's not even really much to even concern yourself about. Now, again, if you can, you get lucky and one of the good defenses drops to you, then sure, pick them up. If you have a good roster filled out, which is usually what happens to me, I'll end up having a good roster, so I'll pick a defense in the last round, sometimes the second to last round if I have a really good roster. Anyway, <laughs> and sometimes my roster is so good, like last year, my my roster was done. I had the greatest one of the greatest drafts, and uh, I can remember it clear as day, just clear as day. I can remember. Anyways, uh, no, but my roster was pretty stacked, and so I uh, I was like, oh, fuck this, and I gave my team to D to uh, draft the rest of my players, and I went and took a nap. That's what happens. Get start drinking early. That's what happens. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have such a great time. So fun. I'm so excited. Get to see all my friends. It's going to be a great time. But yeah, so that's my advice to you on fantasy. Don't you dare draft a kicker. Don't even waste your draft spot on a kicker. You can pick up a kicker after the draft once you figure out your roster. Um, and it's also good to pick up that extra player because, you know, comes in handy for dropping and adding, trading, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can't really talk too much more because then I'll be giving away my strategies, even though those are more commonly known uh, things to at least the fantasy experts like myself. Yeah, but you know, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking... Fantasy, they got the, the QB situation going on over there in uh, New Town. New Town. I hate the Patriots, so I really don't even like talking about them. But it's a interesting situation they got up there, so I definitely wanted to talk about it a little bit. So Cam Newton, we all thought, was going to be the number one. And then, you know, Mac Jones started playing good in the preseason, and things started to get a little cloudy. 
especially last week when Cam had the little mishap and there was some miscommunication or something and he was he was gone for three days from the team and Mac Jones was able to apparently get close to, if not more than 500 balls during that time without Cam being around. Well, that makes an impression. And so as we mentioned, not only is he not the starting quarterback, but Cam was completely cut from the team, so he was released. Now, this could have been an agreement between Belichick and himself. Could have, he could have done this to give Cam a chance to hook up with another team. And I get it because of the unvaccination, you know, and you don't want to necessarily have those issues on your team. So you just let him go, and you have Brian Hoyer, who's a good uh, backup veteran that can provide the same kind of leadership that a Cam would have been able to provide, which would be that argument of why you would have kept him would be because he is going to provide that veteran leadership and as a backup. And if anything were to happen, you know, God forbid he was to get hurt or uh, even poor play, then you could have put Cam back in. They have chosen to go with Hoyer. This is Bill Belichick's latest attempt to try to replace Tom Brady, who won a Super Bowl in his face last year. But fuck Tom Brady, too, so fuck both of them. AFC East, man, stacked with young quarterbacks, young talent. So we'll see who actually emerges. But it's looking good with Josh Allen. And, you know, you got three other young prospects that could turn into something with Tua and Zach Wilson and now Mac Jones. So we'll see. Last year, Mac Jones in college threw for 4,500 yards, which was first in the nation, and 41 TDs, which was second in the nation, compiling a 203.1 passer rating and a 77.4% completion rating both first in the nation as well. So highly regarded coming out of college. Definitely has the skills to possibly, you know, uh, I think I think he's going to do well under Belichick. I think they're, you know, he's that exact kind of quarterback that uh, that he uses. And I think he can become, not Don Brady, but he can be, become that stable quarterback for Belichick until he retires. And so, again, don't feel bad for Newton, man. He's still, got, he's still getting his $1.5 million signing bonus. Don't worry. He's going to get like $3.5 million overall just to be released. So he'll be just, just fine. But he is now a free agent. Should draw a lot of interest around the league. So we'll see what happens there. And actually, former teammates, Mac Jones and Tua, will face each other in their first game of the season, September 12th, when the Patriots play up against Miami, the Dolphins. So Belichick wasn't trying to miss the playoffs again. They went 7-9 last year, missed the playoffs. He's going to try to roll the dice with Mac Jones, and so we'll see what happens there. That being said, uh, Cam Newton's a great quarterback, so someone's going to get a good a good player here if he signs. I honestly think he might just take the year off. He has enough money and come back next year stronger. But he probably wants to play, especially because he's been doing the whole preseason and stuff. So he'll probably go somewhere, actually, now that I think about it. probably go somewhere and go back up somewhere. There's, there, there's talk of different places he can go. You know, people have said Dallas, go back up Dak. You know, people are talking Miami. So, you know, there's a few places, Texans, although I doubt, like our pro football insider Shane Peacher was saying, Texans are having a fire sale anyway, so there's probably no way they sign Cam because that's pointless. They don't even give a fuck if they make the playoffs or not anyway. So... But yes, yeah, so it's an interesting situation because if I'm vaccinated, I, uh, but again, if that's going to be a cause of concern, that might have been something that came into play. But also at the same time, you have a young quarterback, a rookie, if he's playing well, you know, especially it's a surprise with Bill Belichick playing a rookie. But, you know, Drew Bledsoe was the last rookie he played back in 1993. Or, so we'll see what happens. Mac Jones, I think he'll be a, a good quarterback under Belichick. 
Uh, don't feel sorry for Cam. Just like he said, Cam's going to bounce somewhere, land back. He'll be just fine. He'll play back up somewhere on maybe there's an injury, maybe, uh, you know, poor play, and he steps in and resurrects his career. You know, hey, sad he didn't get that one Super Bowl, but, you know, that's, that's what happens in life sometimes, and you never make it back either. Craziness. Speaking of craziness, though, is this high school football situation. So last Friday on ESPN, they had a showcase game of this team called Bishop Sycamore, who is a non-chartered school out of Ohio, and they lost 58 to nothing to the IMG Academy from Florida. Uh, so this game was televised by ESPN, played in Canton, Ohio, hyped up as a, you know, a top team versus a top team, hyped up as a national showcase game. There was supposed to be number one recruits on this team. I have read that they are post-graduates. I have heard that they are JUCO dropouts. Either way, these are grown men. They are not high school kids, and they should not be playing high school kids, first of all. Second of all, why the hell are you getting whooped by some high school kids if you're some grown-ass men? And getting blown out, too. Blowed out. Blowed out. They went 0-6 last year, and the, the total score, I believe, was like 227-7 to or some crazy shit. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh. Nope. Denied. <laughs> you suck, you jackasses. I'm going to put that, that, that in there right there. You suck, you jackass. But anyways, so there's been controversy because there was no way to verify whether any of these kids were actually pretty good. They've got some weird stuff going on in the background since they're not really chartered. They don't have an actual location. They do have some places that they use where apparently students will cut students. I say that with quotation marks because I guess they're postgraduates, but what does that mean if they already graduated? What are they, what are they doing? What, what, what are they, is it an associate's degree? Did they never get their degree and like they're doing their, I don't know. I don't understand. Anyways, but it's it's non-chartered, non-tax, so they have to do certain things, but their physical address is an athletic complex. They also have a location uh, of the of a library listed as one of their addresses, and then their main address is list, is a duplex. So it's like what's really going on right now, right? Like what's really good with this this school? And if they are older people, then why don't they just play JUCO schools then? Uh, now, again, I do not have not confirmed that, so those are just uh, rumors, but there are questions about the legitimacy. The owner came back. He's also the coach of the offense and defensive lines. Came back and said, no, they've been around for four years, although then he later said they were established in 2019, so there was some discrepancy there too. But anyways, he said they've been around, and you know they help these postgraduates get, try to get an education, be good fathers, things like that. All great. I'm not. I'm not not against that at all. Please, I, I, I support helping out anyone that needs help trying to get somewhere in life. I think all of us should be helping out each other. So anyway, so yeah, so their coach was fired after the game. They said it had nothing to do with the 
you know, the craziness going on. The governor is questioning, but the guy has said that despite them not being the 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 um, the director of the school, Andre Peterson, a former Youngstown State player, had said that it's a real school, right? Like they have them come in, they they study while other adults watch them study. So I mean, whatever. But you shouldn't be playing high school kids if you're not high school kids. Now again, they've been outscored three hundred and forty-two to forty-nine. Since starting their program, come on, man. Like, obviously, y'all don't practice very much. And if y'all do, then you, you, you suck. You suck, you jackass. Uh, your players are not very good, obviously. Because um, if you're practicing and still losing to high school kids and you're older and stronger and bigger and faster, that's not very good. Um, so maybe just scale it back a little bit, right? Like, why are we playing national powerhouses? Can't we just play other high schools in Ohio? Can't we go into a division that is more competitive? And that's if you all are high school kids. If they are, then cool. Then let them play the high school kids, but play a division that is commensurate with the talent. Because, again, even if they are high school kids, they're, they're out here getting embarrassed, mollywopped, destroyed, bamboozled. Okie doke. What's the matter? Oh, you were finished. Oh, well, allow me to retort. What? What country are you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English and what? What? English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No! Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brent? I can't even think of any more adjectives to describe. The school's physical address is listed as a recreation center in Columbus. So we'll see what happens with this. Uh, ESPN has to be better. Obviously, they cannot, as a global corporation, allow that to slip through the cracks and allow that to play on their TV. That's an embarrassment. And I am personally, y'all know me, I love ESPN. I am ESPN's number one. That's just not good. And Paragon, the real company behind it, that's really, really embarrassing for them, even more so than ESPN. Uh, they got to get their act together because that's completely unacceptable. Complete, somebody can get hurt out here. Um, and even if not, even if no one's getting hurt, no one wants to watch these blowouts. That's not fun. I would have turned it off anyways if it was 35 to nothing. So come on now. Thankfully, the next school they were supposed to play has already canceled their game. So they're definitely not doing um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure some things out with their program and and what they're gonna do going forward. So we'll see what happens there. Speaking of other controversies, the controversy in tennis that just happened yesterday, actually, Andy Murray, again Stefanos Sissipas, apparently, my man Stefanos. I need to make sure I'm saying this correctly. Hold on. Anyways, my man got up and had to go use the bathroom. And so apparently he was gone for 30 minutes to the bathroom. He said he had to change his clothes. Maybe maybe he shit himself or something, which is completely possible. (laughs) 
but apparently he took his bag, so his phone and everything. But this isn't the first time. He was also accused previously by a separate player as well. It was less than two weeks ago. He did the same thing. He he thought that that Sissy Pass was getting illegal coaching via the phone because he left with his bag, took the phone. You know, you can't you can't be doing that. That's unacceptable. So uh, you know, if you need to use the bathroom, that's one thing. I understand that, but you can't be taking your phone. If I'm if I go take a test anywhere, and I'm being having the test proctored by other individuals that are watching, they don't even let you take the phone in the room. Like, I went to take my PMP test to get my project management certification. They don't even let you take the phone in the room. You have to put your phone in a secure locker outside. Nope. Deny. And so, Stefano Sissipas, again, uh, has this controversial bathroom break thing going on. So, you know, if it is a medical issue, he has to get that checked out and have some sort of doctor's note or something, right? I mean, geez louise. But could we just put a porta potty on the court? That idea came from Pablo Torre. I heard that on ESPN. That's an amazing idea. Just put the porta potty on the court. A, you're going to go to the bathroom as quickly as possible because you don't want people to know you're in there taking a shit because you're going to have to take the shit in front of everybody. <laughs> um, so that would definitely uh, cut out any possibility of cheating because then you got to make sure they leave the bag and the phone there while they use the restroom right next to the referee chairs. You know what I'm saying? If you are dropping a deuce, you know, bringing the bringing the Browns to the Super Bowl. I don't know, I'm just saying. If you are doing that, the the stands and the crowd and everybody got to hear you, maybe you won't be in there doing it. <laughs> but if he is cheating, that's fucked up. There ain't no point in doing that, man. If you ain't that good and you ain't good enough to play and you need to be going to your phone during the match, like, come on, dog, you can't remember the advice your coach gave you throughout the match without having to go to your phone like y'all practice every day you should be able to remember his advice at all times you should know everything like the back of his hand without even having to get on the phone if that's the case not saying it is because we don't know but i'm sorry you can't be going to the bathroom for 30 minutes in the middle of a damn tennis match and this ain't the first time so something kind of sneaky there but we don't know we don't know maybe i mean maybe he does just got the ibs and that's okay i understand I know people who got the IBS, and that's cool. I know they got to go to the bathroom like every few minutes, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Just say it. Just admit it. It'd be okay. We will work with you. We will work with you. But you got to do something. You can't just be smelling like a porta potty swinging in the wind. You know what I mean? Anyways, a- Andy Murray lost in the fourth set. So, you know, it's kind of kind of controversial. He's not saying that he lost because of that, but he's saying it definitely has some sort of effect on the outcome and I completely agree with that it definitely did whether that was whether that actually extended the outcome or not is not the point having that long of a break between play uh first of all take cools you down so you're not no you're no longer warm you're gonna have to probably get warmed up again in order to go back and play right but not to mention is like like Andy Murray said it just affects you physically you know, you're playing a brutal match, stopping for seven, eight minutes to cool down. You can prepare as much as you like mentally, but it does physically affect you when you have multiple times that you're breaking during a match. So, and he also said the same thing about when he took the medical time out. He doesn't know if he changed his racket or whatever, but it can't be a coincidence that all that stuff was happening at the same time as what Andy Murray said. And uh, he doesn't believe that his foot was causing him any issues at all because the match went for two and a half hours more and he was fine the whole time after that. 
So if this dude's out here faking just to get extra coaching, man, you need to take that shit to somewhere else, yo. You obviously do not belong. The World Tennis Association, you just don't belong to be playing there. You don't need to be in the big leagues, son. You need to take that somewhere else. You are you are not Novak Djokovic, so we know that. You ain't the Joker. Speaking of the Joker, that's a great segue into him trying to win the calendar Grand Slam this year. The only major title that Novak Djokovic failed to earn this year in the 2021 calendar year was the Olympic gold medal, but he begins his U.S. Open campaign to go where only one man and two women in the open era have gone before. Djokovic has won the Australian, French, and Wimbledon this year. He would join Rod Laver from 1969 as the second person to complete the calendar Grand Slam sweep in the open era. As for women, Margaret Court in 1970 and Steffi Graf in 1988 are the two women in the, Olymp- in the open era to do so. But Graf, Steffi, actually took home Steffi Graf actually took home the Olympic gold as well, which is not called the Grand Slam, but the Golden Slam. So she's the only one to do that, which is pretty amazing if you think about it. Winning all all four major titles in tennis in one year and the gold medal, that's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, But anyways, so we all know they are in a three-way tie, him, Roger Federer, and Rafael Nadal. They are in a three-way tie with 20 championships. Uh, So this could... Obviously, this will break him away from the tie, and he is younger, still has, I believe, more career than the other two, so it looks like at the end of the day, when all is said and done, Novak the Joker, Djokovic, will probably be, uh, when it comes to at least title-wise, the greatest men's tennis player uh, ever when it comes to titles. I don't agree with that. I think there are much better tennis players, men's tennis players of all time than him, Rod Laver. Andre Agassi, Pete Sampras, uh, others that come to mind, but we'll get into that more on the next episode. And so that is perfect segue because you know how we like to end things here on the Ball and Buds podcast with Omar's epilogue. But anyways, that is all. You know I'm giving you that good, right? You know I am your sports expert, Nashville's best influencer, the street professor, a.k.a. Rage, a.k.a. the Vangelic Surgeon, a.k.a. part of Four Progress Only, a.k.a. your mother's favorite podcaster. Okay? Actually, that's Cubba D. That's not me. But I'm your mother's second favorite podcaster. And I'll be in there after him. I mean, uh, anyways. <laughs> Let me end this episode. I love y'all. Y'all stay safe. And so before I sign off, Obviously, this week has been a little hectic in the last couple weeks in America. So uh, I do want to send my condolences out to all the people that were affected by the hurricane. And obviously, the 13 soldiers that we lost in the Afghanistan attack. So I definitely want to recognize those 13. So I am going to list out their names. Being a veteran, as I am. Uh, I was in the Air Force, so being a veteran, you know, I got to support my veteran brethren. And so I would like to take a moment out. I'd like to do an in remembrance, a memoriam for the 13 heroes that paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. We are forever in debt and grateful to you and your families. You all are heroes. 
and will be remembered as such. May God bless you all. So if you wouldn't mind, we're going to take a moment of silence followed by a reading of the names of those soldiers. Marine Lance Corporal David Espinoza. Marine Sergeant Nicole G. Marine Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover. Army Staff Sergeant and Tennessee native Ryan Noss. Marine Corporal Hunter Lopez. Marine Lance Corporal Riley McCullum. Marine Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. Marine Lance Corporal Kareem Nikoi. Marine Corporal Dagan Page. Marine Sergeant Johanny Rosario Pichaldo. Marine Lance Corporal Jared Smits. Marine Corporal Umberto Sanchez. And Navy Hospitalman Maxton Soviak. We thank you for your service, and we are eternally grateful and in debt to you for the ultimate sacrifice that you paid. May you rest in power. God bless. I don't do it for the glory. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long. You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door. Hey, I'm solid. Hey, I'm steady. Hey, I'm true down to the core. I will always do my duty, no matter what the price. I've counted up the cost, I know the sacrifice. Oh, and I don't want to die for you, but if dying's asking me, I'll bear that cross with honor, cause freedom don't come free. I'm an American soldier, an American and my sisters I will proudly take a stand When liberty's in jeopardy I will always do what's right I'm out here on the front lines Sleep in peace tonight American soldier On that note, thank you for tuning in, my friends. Make sure to support your boy. And as always, subscribe to stay updated and download all the new episodes. Until next time, stay safe 
take care of yourself, be kind to each other, and spread love the Omar way. Holla, 5,000.